0: Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. As you know, Wexford has one of the longest waiting lists for home care in the country. And Joseph, you can tell us uh, how a simple change could essentially wipe out the waiting list for home care. I'm fascinated by this. It's a regular talking point on the Morning Mix. So what is the change and why would it be so simple? Yeah, well, we've, we've thought
1: long and hard over the last number of years about how do we promote... Uh, You know, more people into the home care sector boost the size of the home care workforce, which is already quite large. I mean, there's probably around 20,000 people across the state who work uh, in home care on the front line. And what we've discovered over uh, examining this uh, and the government released a report last uh, October, November, which really pinpointed what we also came to understand, which is that social welfare rules are a real disincentive to work in this country, particularly in home care there are quite hard cutoffs. You know, if you owe, if you earn over a certain amount of money, even a euro or two over, you'll lose your medical card benefit or you could lose the working uh, family benefit. Or if you're a job seeker, again, there's a hard cutoff. You can work for three days in any seven-day week, but you can't work more than three days and you can't spread out the hours you would work, let's say, on three full days over the course of a week. And why that's important is in home care, it's a part-time service for the most part, 70%. Of HSE staff and 80% of private sector staff are part-time workers and so a lot of these people have a certain social welfare benefit so what we what we're saying is that if you end the hard cut off and you taper instead the thresholds so for example if you uh, allow job seekers to spread out the three days they can work over a number of days and not just on three days or if you taper the payments what you could do is you could allow home care workers to work three extra hours. Uh, they would pay tax to that income, but they could keep the social welfare entitlement. And what you would do is you would unlock around 1.5 million care hours across the state. That would reduce the waiting list right. by around four to 5,000, if not eliminate it. Yeah. So we think it's a really sensible change. But in order... To uh, give some confidence to the government, what we've said is let's make this a temporary pilot scheme. Let's introduce it for a period of three months and let's see if it works. Let's see one, do home care workers, 86% of whom tell us that they would want to work more hours if they could, but they're afraid of losing their benefits. So do home care workers work more hours, yes or no? Do we see the waiting list of 6,000 go down, yes or no? And almost all of those people are waiting for home care, they're not waiting for funding. And particularly when it comes to hospitals, do we see the, the delayed discharge? Do we see that lessen? Do we see the transfer of people from hospital back home increase? And if we see advancements in all those areas, then I think we should extend this and make this a permanent feature to support what is a part-time
0: workforce. Why? Have you tried? Um, have, so you, have, you, have, you, have you have you floated this with the government, Joseph? And if so, what have they said? Yes. So we have we have written to.
1: Mr. Humphreys, and I got a response actually yesterday. Uh, would you believe, uh, in which they laid out um, quite a case. Where basically, they said that they acknowledged it was a problem, um, but number one, they're they're concerned if they introduced this for home care. They got to introduce it for everybody else, and I just don't accept that that's uh, a valid argument. You know, we we create specific exemptions all the time. You know, Lord knows the the, the tax rate at fifteen percent is designed to attract multinationals we've made a choice to do that it's paid dividends for the country but we can also make choices to, to promote socially beneficial outcomes like more home care the second thing they said is they, they they disagree with us about the nature of the problem they think that what we need to do is simply and if we pay them more money then uh the, the problem will go away yeah and i i, I so whilst i agree um with the government, that we do need to pay care of more money. We're talking with the HSC right now about how we do that, how best to do that and pay travel time, travel mileage, and increase the rate of pay, ideally, to the living wage at a minimum. That still wouldn't prevent the problem that we have, which is that social welfare rules have these hard cut-offs, okay. that 75 to 80% of staff in home care are part-time and will always be part-time until we change our entire health care system to run less from a hospital and more in the community. So until there's a wider systematic change to health care, The way social welfare rules operate is a problem you know the government commission on taxation which is a report that was released last year admitted that they need to look at tapering of benefits and the government's own report into the social care workforce said again social welfare rules are disincentive to work so we don't agree that simply paying more money will solve the problem because actually what you would find is that people who have current benefits if you pay them a lot more money Um, or even a bit more money, some of them will actually choose to work less in order to keep the benefit, which is worth a lot more to them. You've come up with this template,
0: Joseph. Do you reckon the government at any stage will implement it? Do you think it can be implemented?
1: I think it it starts with conversations like this.
0: I think a lot of people, when we we talk and
1: explain what we're about, uh, they think that it makes sense, that they think it's definitely worth trying. And I think if we can build some support for this idea and, and listeners of your program maybe want yep. to write to their TV or make a representation, that's the start of it. And we're going to continue making the case right. uh, in, in, in the Dáil and in, in, uh, in government.
0: Just to remind us who HCCIR, please. Who are you? Yeah, so we're the representative body for the private home care providers.
1: We have 31 member companies who employ around 12,000 home care workers and care for almost 30,000 people across the state, and that's people ranging from older people that need home care, people with disabilities between 18 and 65 who need home care, and even some uh, some paediatric care to uh, children with very
0: complex needs. Right. Um, is Wexford particularly bad when it comes to this issue at the moment? Just Just how bad are the waiting lists for home care and how bad is Wexford? Yeah, I mean the, the national the national waiting list is is six
1: is six thousand. Uh, Wexford is is also it's, it's quite bad. Um, I don't. I, I want to go to my laptop, but I'll lose signal if I do. Uh, the, the 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 home care waiting list for Wexford is a lar- among the largest in the country. Uh, ra- I, I think it's almost 1, a, um,
0: thousand. Uh, well, a thousand. Thousand. Um, a thousand of the, the six thousand is that what you're saying, Joseph? Of the six thousand. Uh,
1: in, 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 so they, they, the way they group it. Um, and the way they report the figures means that really across the sort of uh, southeast, they group is one area. So I can't pinpoint exactly on Wexford, but the southeast is a real problem area. Um, and again, if, you, know, if you if you chose to do, if the government chose to do this uh, social welfare uh, reform, I think you would see significant improvement right. across the southeast.
0: Right. Could you even hazard a guess as to whether the, the the problem in the southeast is a rural or urban area, or, or is it a mixture of both? Well, I, I think it's a I think it's a
1: mixture of both. Um, to be honest, I think part of it is reforms that we need to make, and we're 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 in talks with the HSE right now about one of the issues, which is that the HSE does not pay travel uh, mileage or travel time to providers as as a routine operation of the home care system, they've acknowledged that that should change and we're talking to them about how to make that change. So I think that would be an important one. But a bigger problem is that you have a workforce that's telling us we want to work more hours, but we're afraid if we do, we'll lose these important social welfare benefits. And that's the big thing we need to change. We want to see... You know, the South East, Wexford,
0: and indeed the whole country improve when it comes to home care availability. I've spoken to carers in this showdown through the years who have actually gone and visited people, and they're out of pocket when it comes to the mileage allowance, etc. Because for many people in the caring profession, I'd say for anyone in the caring profession, it's more like a vocation, isn't it? It's a vocation that you get paid for, but you're not being paid enough look I, I frankly i agree with that
1: um, and uh, when we took part in when hcci took part in the social care uh, review that the government had we advocated we want to move to a one a living wage for carers at a minimum mm-hmm. two we think the hse needs to change its own rules and pay travel mileage uh, at a set rate uh, so that your carers get remunerated for that but importantly We need to make sure that carers are paid for travel time between calls that they make. Now, some of that is within, most of that is within the gift of the HSE to change the way they remunerate providers for that. Um, And so that, that, that would be an important step alongside the social welfare changes we're talking about.
0: I think we can summarise everything that you've said to me in one paragraph that you're quoted as as saying it is mind-boggling that people are languishing in hospital trolleys awaiting a bed while people who are well enough to be discharged and return home await home care support. If home care workers could work three more hours each week without the risk of losing their medical card or social welfare payments this serious problem could be resolved. That's one paragraph and that to me makes a hell of a lot of sense and I'm sure a lot of people in the caring profession and people wanting to be cared for would agree with you. Can you get that across the line, Joseph? Because it's all in that, isn't it? Everything. Well, we're, we're, we're doing our best. I'm going to be writing back to the Minister to, to point out uh, the
1: evidence behind the statement you just, uh, you just read out. I'm going to be meeting with TDs to try and get the, uh, the, the Oireachtas Committee on, on Social Welfare to call a meeting to discuss this issue and how we can make this happen. Um, you know, we, we've seen some reforms in home care over the years, um, you know, but, uh, the sector is now eligible to employ people from outside the European Union. We're in talks to increase the benefits and the deal, the remuneration given to carers. I think that's important. And this is the third leg of the stool that could really change the way home care is done in this country and end the scandal of people having to wait in hospital to get home care.
0: Please keep us up to date on this, will you? We regularly link in with the carers from all aspects of of caring, and uh, it, it is a big, big talking point. And as you just mentioned, there, it's a massive issue in the southeast. So please keep us up to date with it, will you? Look, we'll keep you posted. I'm happy to come back on. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.